Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. The message today, when God is silent. Our text is pretty short. John, the 11th chapter, the 5th and the 6th verse. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. When he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Can you imagine how Martha and her sister Mary must have felt when they realized Jesus was not responding to their urgent request to tend to their sick brother? The scripture says the Lord waited two more days before he went to see Lazarus. Of course, we all know the end of the story, that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. But there was still this period when the sisters didn't know what was going to happen. That's what I want to focus on today, that period when there is no word, when God is silent. We preach that God always answers prayers, but but not always when we ask or in the way we anticipate. And what does it mean when we don't hear from the Lord at all? The psalmist cries out, How long must I wait, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? You may be experiencing that right now. So this message is for you because I want you to learn to trust God even when God is silent. Now, in order to have a better understanding of God's silences, we need to understand more about communicating with God. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is a praying church. We consider prayer a privilege. We understand it not only as God's command to us, but also as one of God's most precious gifts to us. When you come and visit our church, the first thing I'm going to say to you is welcome home because I want you to always think of RPC as your home. And the second thing I say is that we're going to pray for you. And that's the best thing that we can do for you. We want you to be lifted up before the creator God, the almighty God, the sustainer of our faith, the God who is the alpha and the omega. The Bible says God is near to all of them who call on him in truth. So communicating with God is calling on God in truth. Prayer is filling our mind with God. It develops the life of God in us. Now, it's important to make a distinction here. Prayer is not necessarily meditation, at least not in the traditions of our culture. In the modern Buddhist thought, meditation is emptying the mind. But our faith requires the opposite kind of action. We want to fill our mind with Jesus. That's what helps us grow in Jesus. One of the most often asked questions in our faith is, why do you pray? God knows what you need before you ask him. The Bible tells us that. If God is sovereign and knows the future, what difference does prayer make? Well, let me tell you that prayer is a universal practice. The Muslims pray. They pray five times a day. The Catholics use beads, which help them keep order. In the Jewish tradition, prayers are most always a group activity and most often are recited in Hebrew. The Buddhists use a prayer wheel. 
It's shaped like a rolling pin and decorated with beautiful stones. My point is that all of humanity longs to communicate with the divine. We pray because we long for for something more, something bigger. In the eighth chapter of Revelation, John creates this scene where angels take all the prayers that have ever been prayed anywhere in the world, sprinkle them with incense. Then he lays them out before God. Then there's a sound of trumpets and thunder and lightning. And, And in the midst of all of that, these angels hurl these prayers back to earth, each one of them transformed by God's answer. It is a wonderful, spectacular image that speaks to the power of prayer. If we can't do anything else on our faith walk, we need to pray. We need to pray. I tell people, my son doesn't go to church, but my son knows how to pray. And I pray that one day he'll go to church. One of the things I love about this pope we have right now is his constant request when he goes out and speaks to thousands and thousands of people. He usually says at the end, especially if he's speaking in English, pray for me. And you can see the reaction sometimes. People don't realize that they can do that. They can pray for such an important religious leader. We all need prayer. Inaccessory prayer is one of the most potent forms of prayer, standing in the gap for others, whether they know it or not. The Bible says the prayers of the righteous prevaileth much. That's what happens when you have prayer warriors like we have at RPC. We have warriors who who do nothing but pray. They pray on the Monday night conference call. They pray when they get together. They pray when they come to church. They pray for their families. They pray for the church community. They pray for the world. They take prayer seriously. We all should. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. When you're looking for how to pray and when to pray and why to pray— All you need do is look to Jesus. The simplest answer to the question why pray is because Jesus prayed. Jesus is the best model for our prayer life. I read somewhere that Jesus spent more time in prayer than anything else, and that's why he had such an effective ministry. Jesus practiced the Jewish tradition of praying three times a day in the synagogue, But he also prayed in the wilderness. He prayed on the mountaintops. He prayed before choosing his disciples. He spent a great deal of time praying alone. His longest prayer can be found in the 17th chapter of John, just before his arrest and the crucifixion, when he prayed for all believers, including you and me. This prayer touches me deeply because here Jesus is facing the moment of his destiny, and he prays not just for himself. He says, my prayer is not for the disciples alone. This is verse 20 of chapter 17. I pray for all of them who will believe in me through this message. I pray that all of them will be one. And so here Jesus is praying down through generations, 
through hundreds and thousands of years for you and me. Jesus prayed because prayer is effective. Of course, his best-known prayer is the one he taught to us, the Lord's Prayer, where we hallow, honor, sanctify the name of the Lord to keep that name holy, where we ask for our daily needs, our provision, both physical and spiritual, where we ask that God's kingdom will come. Now, that refers to God's kingdom in the world and in your life, so it's not just about asking for heaven. You're seeking God's kingdom right now. I don't generally subscribe to formulaic prayers, but there is a best practice in approaching how you pray. There are some key elements that should be included, and I just want to remind you, of course you know. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Acts. Just keep that in mind. Sometimes people say, well, what, how, do, how do I pray? Or maybe I don't think I'm, I'm praying the right way. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. We adore God. We praise God. We do that first. And then we know that we fall short. So we have to confess. Every day we confess. Don't think that you live a day that's perfect because you don't. And then, of course, we want to thank God for what he's done for us. And the requests that you, that you have, you should bring to God. You should bring to the altar. Make your request known to God. And pray for somebody else. Don't always just pray for yourself. Pray for somebody else. Pray for that person you know who is fighting addiction. Pray for that marriage that you know that's faltering. Pray for that child who was just born, that he will live a good life. We pray because we need help. We pray because we can't do it by ourselves. We pray in faith that God can do anything. Prayer frees us in in some ways because we can say out loud those things that come from deep within. Our fears, our hopes, our problems, our troubles. When we pray, there is an expectation that God hears us and God will act. You know, God answers all prayers. Now, his answer could be yes, it could be no, it could be silence. That means you have to wait. But that's not all of the story. Sometime you have to make sure that you're praying in the right posture. The Bible offers some clear instruction. James 4.2, you do not have because you do not ask. But we overlook the very next line. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. So make sure before you go to God that you're asking with the right motive. Sometimes you pray and you know yourself you shouldn't be on the knees because you haven't done the right thing. The Bible says don't come to the altar when you know you have a problem with your brother. Go settle your situation. Take care of your business. Then come here. Your actions will affect your prayer life. So just know that prayer frees us. Prayer offers us help and prayer gives us hope. So the least that we can do when we pray is be wholehearted in our prayers. Pray in faith. The God we serve is a good God. This God wants us to have the best 
But this is God who demands obedience. And so in the silence, just know that God loves you. God loves you. When Martha and Mary were worried about Lazarus and worried about him not being healed, they didn't realize that Jesus had something bigger in mind. Their attention was narrowed, but the Lord's focus knows no bounds. In the silence, just know that God answers all prayers. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116.